bless you. Thank you. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Brother Paul, Miss Kim, um, my boys might be here in a few minutes. I'm not sure, but I know y'all are prepared to teach uh, Children's Church today. But if you don't get to teach Children's Church, you get to be blessed in here, hopefully, prayerfully. And we'll have to share the lesson with our kids this week. But uh, um, thank you all for being ready. Um, listen, this morning as we are here um, and we think about these songs that we've sung, uh, some of them are big and they're exuberant and they're joyful. Some of them are more so- somber, sober, right? Um, and that's how our hearts are. They're mixed with this energy and this excitement and also this sobriety. I think about like when the, when the angels appeared to the shepherds there in that field. And, and, and it says that the, that the angels came and the angels said, you know, fear not for I bring you good tidings, right? And well, it was an angel. And then it was joined by a multitude, a chorus of angels that says glory to God in the highest. But that would be one of those moments for those shepherds that uh, would arrest them. Right, And then I can imagine them being excited and eager to run into, to find this babe lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And then whenever they get there and there's a lot of energy and adrenaline and then they see the manger and they see the babe, everything is as, as the uh, angels had said. And then they are just stood still. Can you imagine? It's just, just great energy. Like, let's go see this thing. And then <gasps> it is as they said it was going to be. It is as the angel said. It is as the Lord had promised. And the Lord reiterated these promises over and over and over It is just the way that God had promised. Wow. Speechless. Overwhelmed. Weighted with this reality. See, you and I, we, we anticipate many things. And we know what it's like to anticipate something, to hope for it, to expect it, and for it not to be the way we thought it would be. We've been there, right? I told y'all last week, I anticipated when they drew the name for that 1985 Land Cruiser that was in mint condition. I anticipated Macaulay. But Scott was on the card. Scott T. So you can call him Scotty, right? Oh, got it. Um, that's a small letdown. But we've had major letdowns, haven't we? And this morning, all I want us to do is consider that God's not let us down. 
And we consider that God has not let us down because we are in this time in our lives, in this, in not only particularly in our, our historical situation right now, but, but as it's been since Christ left, we've been in this time where we are going, okay, God, you said you're sending it back. And we want to remember that everything was as he said it would be. And everything will be as he says it will be. Join me in a word of prayer. Lord, we love you. We thank you for who you are. We pray that you would attend to us these next few minutes. Help us to consider, Lord. Just as you said it would be, it is so in Jesus. And just as you promised, it will be. It will be so in the resurrection. Lord, help us to be rooted in that because you've called us right now to live lives that are different. That are holy unto you, that are sanctified unto you, that are consecrated to you for your service, for your use, for your image to be born, for, for, for the life of your son Jesus to be lived through us. Lord, you called us to be witnesses. And Lord, I pray and I ask that you would just please encourage us and equip us Renew our confidence, our hope, our assurance today. I pray these things in Christ's mighty, resurrected name. Amen. Amen. So that story is found in Luke chapter number two. The angels. And we talked about it on Friday night. I think the way that I kind of read the story is you have Zacharias and Elizabeth's birth and there is a community gathered around rejoicing, celebrating that the Lord has had mercy on Elizabeth and Zacharias and that he took this barren womb and he made it alive again even in their old, 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 old age. Anybody like feeling like you're old, 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 old? Were y'all like, could you stop it, Macaulay? Everybody's ex excited and celebrating. And then you have Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem, away from their community, possibly even ostracized for this season, bearing shame, reproach. Maybe they did tell people. Maybe they thought, how could we tell anybody? Who would believe us? Maybe they chose this faithful path of bearing patiently. Just like Joseph bared patiently whenever he was 
thrown into the pit. And he was in Potiphar's house. And he was in prison. Just like David bared patiently when he was in the cave. And two times he could have taken that king, Saul, who wanted him dead. Could have taken his life. And he said, no, I'm going to patiently bear this. I'm going to trust in the Lord's promise and the Lord's vindication. Maybe they chose to follow that faithful path and set the example for their son, Jesus, who would bear patiently. Luke says, Mary and Joseph, Jesus is born. There's no celebrants around them. And in my thought process is, that's why we turn to well, we got to get somebody. <laughs> somebody needs to know. Somebody needs to celebrate. Somebody needs to honor. And the Lord sends his messengers to a field of shepherds. And we'll just read the story <clears throat> so that we can remember it as the text lays it out. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, insert silly joke here. Low means look or behold, right? Not, and very low, an angel came. <laughs> the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace. Goodwill towards men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into the heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. <clears throat> and they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Uh, just so you know, that's a textual hint to me that Mary and Joseph didn't go around telling everybody who their baby was. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Everything that they heard, everything that they saw was just as it had been told to them. So, the Lord says, I'm going to go get some celebrants. 
Mary and Joseph need to be celebrated with. My baby needs to be celebrated. My son, my only begotten. And this faithful servant should be honored. And they're in Bethlehem. And it's out in the country. And nearby is a field of shepherds. And shepherding is not glorious work. Um, we might like the myth of the cowboy here in Texas. I know I do. Uh, I know even recently with the show Yellowstone that's come out, it's like everybody is like, I got to get my boots and my spurs. And um, I have my friend, he is he's British. And um, he, he has just been watching Yellowstone and, um, and he and his wife are going to go in the next couple of weeks and get him fitted for some cowboy boots. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but we love the myth of the cowboy, right? We love this idea. But think about what a cowboy, I mean, think about living your life herding cows. When you take away the, the romanticized image of it, kind of just some grunt work. You don't smell very good at the end of the day. You're out in the elements. Right? That's who these shepherds are. And, and y'all know what we do in society whenever people come in and they're grimy and they're dusty. Everybody goes, I want to be right with you. Come gather at my table. No, no need to clean up. It's great that you smell like manure. Come on over. I think Michael, is there a wasp back there? A bee? Y'all, that bee's not going to do anything to y'all. I know. Brittany? Yeah. It was. Sugar. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. He saved us from the great, um, the great bee apocalypse, 2021. So you know you don't. I mean, just in society, just think about this. We can connect and we can correlate. And you strip away the romanticism. You strip away the myth. And you just know that this is grunt work. It's dirty. It's dusty. It's smelly. It's sweaty. And these shepherds have pinned up their, um, their sheep. And they're gathered with them. And the angel comes to them. And one thing that we need to understand is the angel went to a lowly group of people when the angel went to the shepherds. Didn't go to the high nobility. I mean, I, I, I know we love the the. the the magi, the wise men coming and offering gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And that's in fulfillment of Isaiah 60. And it's recorded in Matthew's gospel. And that happens when Jesus is a little bit older. But we are reminded that there are shepherds because... 
it's not the, the high, not the mighty, not the proud, not the arrogant. As Paul says, not many wise, not many noble, but the poor things of this world that the Lord works through. That to us should encourage us because I don't think any of us think that highly of ourselves. But if you do, it also calls to humble us. It calls to humble us and say, hey, no, you know what, God? He opposes the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Then the shepherds are told this fantastic thing, story, tell unto you is born this day in the city of David. What's interesting here is the city of David usually is throughout the Old Testament, it's most commonly refers to Jerusalem. And so they're using it here to say not the city that David built, but David's hometown, David's birth city. In the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ, the Messiah, and the Lord, the one who has rule and authority and power. And here's how you know that what I'm saying is true. You'll find the babe wrapped like a little ewe lamb that you're trying to prepare for sacrifice. The babe will be laid in a manger wrapped in strips of cloth or swaddling clothes. And what they would do is whenever they had lambs that they were trying to protect from being blemished or spotted, lambs that they were trying to protect and preserve for Passover sacrifices, they would wrap those lambs just like this in strips of cloth and swaddling clothes. So not only does the angel go and get some shepherds, the angel goes and gets some people who can rightly identify because they work with they work with lambs. They know what it's like to wrap one in swaddling clothes. They can rightly identify. And here's the second thing that I think about this is, is, is what we should understand is we've been graced to rightly identify that Jesus is Lord. Right now, you who confess him to be Lord, should acknowledge that that in and of itself is a work of God. It's not because of your your intellect. It's not because of your ambition. It's not because of your wisdom or your wit or your cunning. Or your reasonable mind. 
Now, all those things might play into you acknowledging that Jesus is Lord. But we know who he is because God has revealed him to us. Whatever God used to lead you to say, this is the sign. You will see it. It is as so. He used it. And then what did these shepherds do? After they went and found that it was so, they went and shared this crazy story. And I love how Luke says, they shared this crazy story, but Mary didn't. Mary kept it all in her heart. She was going to let God be the vindicator. Let others tell the story. She didn't have to go proving, defending, justifying, vindicating herself. That's a lesson for us as well. But they go and they tell this story. And here's what I love. All they that heard it wondered at those things. And, uh, which were told them by the shepherds. The shepherds, these lowly people, to whom God revealed the truth of the Savior to them, they went and they told people the story. And what they told them was, we were in the field, there was an angel, the angel said that there was a babe, and this babe was the Messiah, the Lord. And the angel said, here's how you know it's the Messiah, the Lord. He's lying in a manger, he's wrapped in strips of cloth or swaddling clothes. We went and we found a babe laying in a manger wrapped in strips of cloth. Which leads us to believe that he is Christ, the Messiah, the Lord. And they let people deal with that news for themselves. The angels didn't coerce them. Get your go see. The angels didn't say, go look, go find him. He's, hey, if you want to know that this is true, here's the sign. What the shepherds did was they said, well, let's go find out if this is true. Let's go see if this is really true. And so they did the same thing with people. They didn't grab them, kicking and screaming and saying, here, get to the manger, let me show you. They said, we're going to announce what was announced to us. And they did. And they let people 
received that news, that testimony, and they, I would assume, trusted that God who had revealed it to them would reveal it to them, to the others, through their testimony. And so this, too, becomes a lesson for us. Our announcement is that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the ruling authority over heaven and earth. And because Jesus is Lord, he's the one who can grant us forgiveness of sins. He can give us mercy. He can give us pardon when nobody else can give us pardon. He can justify us. He can cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He has the authority to do that. Because Jesus is Lord, he can send his Holy Spirit to live with us. Because Jesus is Lord, he can gather groups of people together in ecclesias, And he can empower them with gifts, talents, and abilities so that they can help build one another up in the faith. That they can meet and attend to one another. And then that they can be a light in their communities. And a witness, a living witness that Jesus is Lord. And you and I, we get to share this news with our words. And sometimes that's appropriate. And we also get to share this news with our lives. But all you and I are called to do is share the news. It might take some conversations where there is reason and there is a back and forth dialogue and that happens with people who are in a relationship over a long period of time but sometimes it happens just as we're going about living our lives Y'all have all been in the grocery store and you've seen the person who is getting flustered and frustrated because the line is long and the cashier is slow. And you all know that you don't want to be that person unless you are that person. <laughs> Until the time that you are that person, and we all have been that person, haven't we? But I use this as an example. You can see sometimes just the way people interact with other people in the market at the bank. With a sales representative or quote-unquote customer service representative. And so sometimes it's not 
your testimony with your words. It's your testimony with your life. That you can be a peaceable, patient person in adversity. That you can continue to love people when they are being hostile against you. This is a testimony. We are called to live the testimony, to speak the testimony. And why we do it is because we trust things are just as the first witnesses told us. We trust that Mary went to an empty tomb three days after the crucifixion. We trust that she ran back and got the other disciples. We trust that John beat Peter. Uh, hold on. Yeah, we trust that John beat Peter to the tomb, and then he was kind enough to wait for Peter before they went in because John's a good boy, right? Uh, we trust this witness. We trust that 40 days, over a period of 40 days, they interacted with Jesus, they communed with Jesus, they ate with Jesus, they had deep d discussions with Jesus. We believe that whenever Thomas was unsure and he wanted to see for himself that Jesus showed up in his mercy and his grace and he said, here, Thomas. And guess what? Some of us get so upset. Well, people, they're just not believing and they need more proof. Jesus doesn't get upset about that, y'all. He didn't get upset with Thomas. He said, Thomas, here, here's the proof. Now will you believe me? Because Jesus' heart is that Thomas would trust him. Now what Jesus says is many people are going to have to believe without putting their hands in my nail holes or their uh, hands in my side. But he didn't... He wasn't coming in to rebuke Thomas. He was coming in out of love and out of mercy to rescue Thomas. We believe their testimony. And we believe that one day, one day, just as he left, he will return. We hope and trust that as they found that it was so, we will find it as it has been promised to us. We will find that there will be a trump that sounds, that resurrection will happen, that those who are dead in Christ, that they will be raised to new life, that we are, who are alive and remain, we will be transformed. The mortal will put on immortality. The corruptible will put on incorruption. We believe that there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And we believe that all wrongs will be righted. Because Jesus has the authority to make it so. We believe that there is a day in which we will treat each other with dignity and respect and patience and kindness 
and meekness and gentleness. We will love. We will love as Christ has loved us. So my brothers and my sisters, I invite us this week to be humble. To be humble with the news that you've been given. To be humble with the task that you've been given. And to be faithful. To be faithful in sharing this news. And to be wise in sharing this news. And to do all things that we do in love. Until that day, until that day, that everything he has promised us, we will find to be just as he had promised us. And with that, I say, amen. Lord, I love you. I thank you for who you are. God, I pray and I thank you for this day. I pray and I ask that you would be with us this day as we go from this place, Lord. Lord, um, use us to be, Lord, first of all, arrest us. Lord, we don't need to humble ourselves when we realize that we have received the gift of knowing that Jesus is Lord. The gift of entrusting our lives to him the gift of forgiveness and salvation the spirit that is humbling Lord and Lord I pray and I ask that you would help us to be humbled by, by that reality that we've received this gift from you Lord. Uh, and then Lord I pray and I ask that you would uh, help us to be humbled by the message that we are entrusted with. And then, Lord, I pray and I ask that you would help us to faithfully, wisely, and lovingly declare the good news that Jesus is Lord. And then, Lord, I pray this. Come. Come. Send your son back to us. Just as you promised that he would come, Lord, we pray, come. Come and rescue us. Until that day, Lord, may we be found faithful, I pray in Christ's mighty, resurrected name. Amen. My brothers and my sisters, I want to thank you all for being with us this morning. And I pray that you have a good last week of 2021, and we'll see you next year. Amen.